0: Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, October 14th, 2022, and this is the SipStack on Substack, read by myself, author Ryan Cipriani. Today, uh, our article is Writing Mechanics, Pausing Punctuation. Slightly late edition this morning as I am prepping to record for my other podcast shortly. If you are at all a fan of aggressively average movies, you should consider checking out the B-siders. We're pretty funny. Now, all that to say, some mornings are just an absolute crush of preparation, recording, writing, and editing. Before the 9 to 5 comes the 5 to 9. It's invigorating, but also demands a lot of focus and discipline. And some mornings, that is easier to muster than others. So pour yourself another cup of coffee and crack your knuckles. It's writing time. And aside to listeners here... Today's article is about how punctuation is used appropriately in uh, the context of prose and specifically written language. That means that some of this is much easier to see illustrated on the page than it is to hear spoken out loud. If you'd like to reference the examples, of course, you can find the article on Substack under uh, the SIP stack. Um, all my articles are free, uh, so you know there, there's no worry about like getting hung up on a paywall or anything. It just might be easier to see some of these examples than to hear them spoken out Demystifying language. Pausing punctuation. There feels a certain peril to the punctuation of pauses and their proper implementation in prose, poetry, and some word for academic journalism that starts with P. All right, alliteration jokes aside, one of the most common questions I see floating around on writer's Twitter is, do you know how to use a semicolon? And it's a fair question. Periods, commas, dashes, and semicolons all seem to have pretty nebulous rules. Utilizing each effectively can help uh, dictate the pace and tone of a piece. The funny thing is, our mind instinctively knows how to read them, uh, each within uh, their, the context of their own punctuation type, yet when we try and write them, it introduces a host of questions. So we're going to shallow dive each, and uh, take a moment to examine how the, these punctuations should be deployed. So for today's writing demystific- demystification, we're doing punctuation. First, periods. The period is the simplest and least confusing of the pause punctuations. It comes at the end of a sentence. We talked a little about sentence structure in our examination of the split infinitive, but let's quickly review. A sentence is a series of words conveying a single thought. Grammatically, a sentence should contain a subject and a predicate, though in some storytelling and artistic prose, this is not strictly necessary. Sentences can vary in length, and several like clauses may be linked together with modifying words like and or though and however. When the thought is completed, it is ended with a period. That's it. Put a period at the end of your sentences. Not super confusing. Next is commas. So this is where things start to get a little more mercurial. In the context of this article, we're strictly looking at the comma as a pausing mechanism uh, or as a linking mechanism. We're not going to look at how it's deployed for lists. Now, this includes multiple adjectives, times, dates, and geographical locations. Those are ideas for um, another day. When it comes to correct comma usage, it is critical to be able to identify the clauses within a sentence. The easiest of these to identify is when you use a linking word, such as and, but, or, and others. When using a conjunction, the comma, becomes, uh, the comma comes before the joining word. So if you're adding additional de- detail that directly modifies the initial thought or clause of a sentence, drop in a comma before your linking word. Commas can also be used to offset additional information to a sentence that is not strictly necessary. Sometimes this is confused with uh, correct parenthesis usage, but parentheses are typically best saved for more informational asides, such as dates, locations, etc. Whereas comma asides adds a more descriptive information that isn't critical to the sentence's key thought, but adds flavor. Think along the lines of, My robe, made from synthetic silk, had fallen off its hook and was crumpled on the floor. It's not necessary that you know the robe is ma- what the robe is made of, but it helps you better picture how it might look crumpled on the floor based on its material. A comma aside helps with this. It's best to think of commas as linking tools. Now, in grade school, I was taught that commas were pauses in a thought, which led to some really unhealthy comma usage on my part. While we do tend to pause when we arrive at a comma, this is almost always an artifact of linking multiple clauses together. And if you want your readers to truly pause, you should be using a period. The great danger of linking too many clauses together with commas is the run-on sentence, so be wary of this. Next item is dashes. For the context of this article, we'll be speaking to dashes as their use in asides and abrupt pauses, not to link words, which is actually a hyphen, or when a word gets cut off midway through uh, in, in dialogue, which is an artistic choice. Like commas, dashes can be used to separate out information in a sentence that is not strictly necessary. The difference between when to use dashes on either side of a separated thought versus commas is a little tricky. Dashes tend to be used when the presented information is considered more emphatic or even surprising. This is where dashes are more or less a matter of opinion than hard, fast rules. You're still creating an aside. However, the information in the aside is likely to be of a more unexpected nature or something you really want to emphasize. If we use commas, uh, if we use our Uh, Example from before, Uh, let's change a single word uh, and use dashes instead of commas. My robe, made of chainmail, had fallen off its hook and was uh, crumpled on the floor. Holy cow, a chainmail robe? That is surprising. Dashes are ultimately more informal and far more likely to appear in artistic works or storytelling prose than in professional or academic works. For that reason, their true usage is a little vague. Just be careful not to overuse them. Otherwise, your prose will come across as halting and jerky. Just as we pause when we read a comma, we pause when we read a dash. We just pause a lot more, which ultimately slows down the pace. Final item, semicolons. Goodness me, the freaking semicolon. Grammar's Rubik's Cube. Only I can actually solve a Rubik's Cube. Okay, so the the semicolon is not nearly as intimidating as it seems. It just has a very specific set of rules that require a little thought. I'm going to preface this by saying if you're debating whether to use a semicolon, you're probably just as well served dividing that sentence into two separate ones. That will lead to a quicker paced prose. But if fast paced is not necessarily your goal and you want to have those nice long cursive sentences, let's discuss semicolons. The semicolon joins two independent but related clauses in a sentence in place of a colon and a uh, conjunction word. Uh, Or I'm sorry, in place of a comma, rather, and a conjunction word, Uh, remember we were talking earlier about and, but, or, etc., you're going to use a semicolon instead. Semicolons are often followed by qualifiers like however or otherwise, but this is not strictly necessary. It is important to note that if the two clauses you are joining are dependent on one another. If the first half of the sentence directly informs the latter portion, a semicolon cannot be used. The two ideas must be independent of each other, but related. For example, although my MLA handbook is extremely useful for writing, semicolon, Tobin's spirit guide is not. This is not correct semicolon usage, and it's pretty obvious why. These two clauses are dependent on one another and should be separated with a comma instead. Conversely, the frying pan is still hot, semicolon. However, we need to clean it quickly. These two ideas are related but independent of one another. They're joined together by the semicolon and modifier, however. When you're reading through your work and wondering if you should use a semicolon or a comma, ask yourself the following questions to pin it down. Are these two ideas related to one another? Are they independent of each other, or does one require the other to make sense? Finally, would this read better as two sentences, or does the flow become too choppy and therefore they should be joined together? Semicolons. Good luck. Now that's all for today's dive into uh, pausing punctuation. If you have any additional questions or want more clarification on these topics, let me know. I'd love to do a follow-up on some of the nuances of these and really deep dive into their proper usage. Hopefully, though, today, you're walking away with a clearer idea of how to deploy each of these tools. Since this article is a little bit longer, we're going to skip our writing prompt for today and look ahead to tomorrow. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you're headed into a wonderful weekend. Be excellent to each other.